You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Crippled Content Creations and Podcast Jukebox present Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza. Shining a bright light on sex and disability. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners. Andrew here. I want to tell you all about a really awesome deal that I got from my friends and new sponsors, Adam and Eve, the number one adult toy superstore. They reached out to me and they said, Andrew, we love Disability After Dark. We love your show. We love what you're doing. And we were wondering if you wanted to run some ads for us. And I was like, fuck yes, I do. But what are my awesome listeners going to get if I run ads for you? What are they going to get out of this? And they came back with a really fantastic deal that I want to share with you right now. I hope you're getting comfy, cozy, and crippled because this deal is pretty great. If you go to AdamEve.com, you can pick out almost any item in the store, almost any one item in the store, for 50% off. That means you can get one dildo, one lube, and one thing of lingerie, if you want, for 50% off. And then, once you get that one item for half price, they throw in even more free stuff. Let me tell you all about it. Okay, so you got your one item at half price in your bag and you're ready to go, but guess what? This offer also includes 10 free items on top of that that other item. So you get one free item for penis havers, one free item for vulva havers, one free item for couples, and then you also get six free movies from the AdamEve.com website. You can get your favorite porn or an educational film. I love free movies. They're so awesome. This is such a great deal. And then, on top of that, you also get free shipping. What could be better? This is such a great offer. So, to redeem this great offer, what you're going to do is you're going to go to AdamEve.com. You're going to go to checkout and you're going to type in DarkPod. That's D-A-R-K. POD at checkout and you're going to get one item, almost anything in the store at 50% off and then you're going to get those 10 free gifts absolutely free as part of your offer. This is such a great deal and this is just for you Disability After Dark listeners and I hope you run over to AdamEve.com and take advantage of it right now. Content Warning. The Language Content and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark. And oh my goodness, this is actually the anniversary of our third year on the air. Holy fuck, that's amazing. Wow, this is so cool. Thank you all so much for listening to this for three years now. This is just great. This is our 155th 
official episode. That's awesome. That I mean, wow, that's just incredible. So thank you so much for being a part of this and for listening. And I'm so happy to bring this to you. It is September 5th when you're listening to this. So thanks a bunch. I'm recording it a few weeks earlier right now. But uh, wow, we made it to three years on the air. And we're going to hopefully do three more years. So wow, thank you, thank you. I did that all kind of backwards. My name is Andrew Gerza, and I'm your disability awareness consultant, your disabled dick smith, and everything in between. Let's get comfy, cozy, and crippled, and get this three-year anniversary show started! First things first, I want to invite you to send in your minisodes of the show. And if you are new to the show and don't know what minisodes are, that's where you send in a letter about your disability experience. You can write in about anything related to disability, and I will read it back to you, give you advice, tell your story with bravado, make some jokes, have some laughs, all those things with whatever you send me, and we'll read it live on the air during a minisode. Um, You can send those to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. I would love to hear your weirdest attendant care story in the next set of minisodes. So send in your weirdest attendant care story if you use attendant care, or if ever someone's helped you with disability-related stuff, what weird things have happened to you in those moments. Send me those emails to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com, and we'll turn them into a minisode. And now I want to give a shout out to one of our recent Patreon subscribers who pledged $1 a month to help this show go, and I really appreciate that, and I want to thank Jonathan Wilson for pledging his $1 a month. That means so much to me, and that you want to support the show like this, and why I love Jonathan Wilson is because I found out that he was the actor who played Timon in the original Toronto production of the Lion King play years and years ago with my dad. So that's cool. Um, And Jonathan Wilson, I want to thank you for your pledge. If you want to pledge to Disability After Dark and you want to get cool perks like get the show early or get the chance to work on a show idea with me, you can head over to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark. And for the three-year anniversary of the show, I want to do something super special. And that is, I want to play for you our very first live show that we've ever did. And I want to tell you all about how this came to be, because it's so exciting. And I've never done a live show before. I was meant to do one a couple years ago, and then I got sick, and I I didn't feel so great, and I had to cancel it. So this is officially my very first live show of Disability After Dark, and I've always wanted to do a live show. I am terrified. I was terrified of the idea, but I loved the fact that somebody wanted me to do this show and to bring it out of my bedroom and put it on stage and have people listen to me have a discussion. So this is how it all came to be. Let me tell you all about it. Glad Day Books, one of the one of the most well-known bookstores, queer bookstores in North America, and a staple in queer Toronto, 
emailed me a few months ago back in June and said we want to do something for Pride and we'd love to have you included. What do you think we could do together? And then they, they said, would you be willing to do a live kind of show of your podcast for for this this event we want to put on? And I was like, sure, that's cool. That's really awesome. Like, thank you. Yes, please. And then they said, would you also want a guest? We can fly out somebody that you want to kind of have with you as a guest on the episode. And I was like, that's cool. And I thought, you know, I want to bring back somebody that I really enjoyed talking to. And I said, I want to have my friend Jay Austin, who you've heard on episode 104 of the show. I want to have him come back on the show. And they said, okay, we can find the money to fly him out for a weekend and have him do the show with you. And I was like, that's cool. But then I was like, what am I going to ask Jay Austin about? I already had him on the show. So on the last time I had him on, on episode 104, I asked him what he thought porn with me would be like and how we would do a porn together because he's a, he's a porn star and a chef and he does all those things and he does porn. So we looked at how... Um, how how a porn shoot would work with me being disabled. But this time, I wanted to ask him one of the questions on, on this show that I ask a lot of people who are not disabled, which is, what would happen to you if you became disabled tomorrow? And I asked him this question for this this episode, and we had a great discussion about how his work would change, how his experience as a quote, a versatile bottom might change, how his day-to-day experiences as just a person living in California would change, a really important discussion about ableism. There's a point in the in the talk where he comes out as disabled. A lot of stuff happened in this episode, and I'm really proud of it, and I'm really excited to bring Jay back, and I can't wait for you to hear. So without further ado, here's my interview with the Jay Austin asking him what would happen if you became disabled tomorrow, right now on Disability After Dark. Of sort of literary, story, creativity, dance, music, community events. Um, I'll start by saying that this event is taking place on the traditional lands of the Mississaugas of the New Credit First Nation, of the Haudenosaunee, of the Huron-Wendat, and the Anishinaabe. We recognize, we recognize these people as the traditional caretakers of this land. We do not support colonial forces that seek to undermine, distort, erase, misrepresent, or steal the important contributions of indigenous people in our world. And we want to thank all of the elders uh, who came before us to make this moment of gathering today possible. Thank you. Thank you. We're very excited to have Andrew Gerza um, recording one of his world-famous Disability After Dark sure. podcasts uh, with special guest Jay Austin, uh, and I'll pass it over to them now. Uh, but if this is the kind of program you want to see from Pride, something a little more interactive, something a little more community focused, um, please let Pride know so we can do this kind of stuff again next year. You know, on a, even on a bigger scale with a little more lead time and uh, more more money is always good too, right? Okay, so I'm take it over, Andrew and Jay. We we are thank thank you Pride Toronto, and this is also the start of a Glad Day Lit fundraiser. So we have a nonprofit arm. We launched the campaign for that today. Thank you. Hey, everybody. So this is my first live podcast recording ever of the show, so this feels really weird right now, because <laughs> usually 
I record the show in my bedroom at two in the afternoon when I'm bored and want to record content. So this feels extra strange right now. Um, but thank you all for coming for this. This is really cool that people are listening to me talk about these things. Um, Jay is a friend of mine and a, a former guest of the show, a repeat offender of the show, <laughs> um, has been on the show before, and I was excited to invite him back on because we just have a really fun, dorky r- rapport. So I was like, come come to Toronto and do a show with me. So this is what we're doing. Um, the show, if you haven't heard my show, Disability After Dark, I talk predominantly about sexuality and disability because that's something in media spaces, particularly in the podcast space, we don't talk about that enough and we don't really, there are no shows dedicated solely to sex and disability. Um, and I want to change that. So I started a show from my bedroom and it's taken off and now I get to have a, to talk to porn stars about sex. Um, but no, I actually, I'm really, really excited to do this today. One of the series on the show that I have put together, I was sitting in my bedroom probably about two or three months ago, racking my brain for content because being a content creator of any sort, if, whenever you're making something with no money or no budget you, or no team behind you, you have to figure out what the fuck you're going to do. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I need content. I thought, you know, why don't I interview non-disabled gay men and ask them about their, what would happen if they became disabled tomorrow? Because in our community, in the LGBTQ plus community, there's so much ableism and so much prejudice that is levied against disabled people, disabled deaf people and mad people, and however you identify in the disability sphere. It's, there's so much prejudice against us that I wanted to, I just wanted to interrogate the question with non-disabled people, queer men particularly, who have a lot of privilege in our community and ask them to think about how their world would change. And so when I posed this to Jay, I said, I want to ask you awkward questions about sex and disability and make you think about your own ableism. And he was like, yeah, sure, that's a great idea. So here we are. But Jay, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Jay Austin. Uh, I want to thank you for having me first and foremost, Andrew. And thank you, Glad Day and Toronto Pride for having me as well. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Yay, thank you, Glad Day and Toronto Pride, too. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, guys. Um, and as, as Andrew said, I am uh, an adult adult content creator and or porn star. I don't really own the porn star title, but I do I do many other things as well, but I do create a lot of adult content. He does cool stuff with food. I also cook, yep. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> and play the ukulele, um, but but I'm most known for uh, my, my, my porn work, which is how you found me, right? Yeah, because I, I follow a lot of porn people on Twitter to really start that conversation of like, hey, so I'm disabled, let's talk about that. And actually, funny story, <laughs> I've told this story on the show before, but I'll tell it again. When I met Jay, I did something you're not ever supposed to do. I sent him a picture of my dick right away. Completely unsolicited. Yeah, unsolicited, not asked for. And I, I fully, freely admit that that is something that I should not have done. I did that because... I thought he's a porn star, and this is how they, this is how gay men communicate with each other, dick shots. So I thought, all right, totally unsolicited. He was like, hey, cool, but maybe you don't do that again. We, we had a really good discussion about consent after that. Yeah, which, we, really, we really did. Yeah. And then out of that 
was born a friendship. So I'm not saying send unsolicited dick pics. I'm definitely not saying <laughs> that. But also, sometimes it leads to friendship. I don't know. Um, as long as you're willing to talk about it, yeah, I think it's fine. Talk about why you sent that dick pic to that person that didn't want your dick pic, and then maybe you'll become friends after. But I'm excited to have you here because I think this conversation around ableism and sex and disability, and it's something after we did our first episode together, I remember you said to me, like, oh, that's something that I... I'm really starting to look at differently now, and I'm really starting to, to see it differently. Can you kind of share how, after we did our first episode together, that that's changed for you? I'm. I think I don't. I don't think I even knew the word ableism before we we spoke for the first time, or it's not something that I really considered, um, just because it isn't a part of my world. And I am so privileged in the fact that you know I am able-bodied and I don't have to deal with that on a sort of daily basis. But after we talked the first time, I started looking around you know, the spaces that I was in, um, I do go-go dancing and I work in clubs and, you know, I would notice if a club is accessible or not or, you know, how to get my friends who are disabled or in wheelchairs into the places that I'm at. Like, I live in a second floor apartment right now without an elevator. So, like, even if I wanted to have you over to my home, I could If you wanted to, the answer is, of course, <laughs> you want to have me over when, to home. When I invite you to that, my yeah, home. That, <laughs> but, I mean... I started looking at things differently and sort of realizing the things that I do. Or, I mean, I would send you questions and ask you, is this, is this ableist? And you'd be like, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, yes is. it is. Definitely, for sure it is. <laughs> Correct. It's, and it's hard to sort of admit that you do things that are, are ableist and, and, you know, aren't, aren't inclusive, but it's important to say that, you know, I, I am ableist sometimes. Actually, a lot of the time. So am I a lot of the time. I'm, I, I'll free, freely admit, too, that this podcast, which we're live streaming this right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. P.S. So hi, Internet. Hi, Instagram. Uh, we're Instagramming it because that allows for another access. Anyway, my point was that I can also be ableist sometimes because I have a show about sex and disability, and we were talking before we hit record. I have had trouble finding ways to transcribe the show for people who are deaf and hard of hearing, which is... Totally, I take complete responsibility and blame for that, but also I have to look at the fact that that transcription costs a ton of money that I, as a freelance creator, can't afford. So I feel really bad when deaf or hard of hearing individuals say, I really want to engage with your show. Is there a transcript? I have to be like, oh, no, sorry, I'm working on it. And I really am trying to work on it, but it's just a, it's a lot. So even I fall into being an ableist sometimes, and I have to... I'm open to being corrected a lot because it, it happens to all of us. I don't think if you're disabled, you are automatically given carte blanche to, to think or be whatever just because you fall into a group. Although you, you do pull that card a lot, which I, I mean, <laughs> look, if I can get away with something with a person who's not disabled and they're not going to call me on it, cool. Like stealing chicken? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me bring up the story. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right. So when I was in college, um, my friend Anthony, hi, Anthony, if you're listening, you're not, but hi. Um, when I was in college, my friend Anthony, who's also a wheelchair user, we went into a chicken shop to get chicken, as you do, and we, got, we ordered the chicken. We ordered about $75 worth of food, and the, this is like fresh, rotisserie, like really nice chicken that you get from like a high-end like store and so we get this chicken and he puts it on his lap because he's disabled and can't carry anything out that way so he puts it on his lap 
I put some on my lap, and he looked around the store and said, there's no camera here. Andrew, just roll out of the store. And I was like, what? No, we can't, no, no, he's like, just shut up and roll out of the store. So <laughs> we roll out of the store with drinks, straws, chicken, cutlery, everything you would need for a meal, and we just like, like wheelchair bandits in the night. So, <laughs> so like it was, it was really, I wouldn't, I don't steal from people, but if you can get away with stuff like that once in your life, it's fun. I, th I think, you know, you get a, you get a taste a little bit of privilege every once in a while. Like, I mean, that's like, you deserve that if not more. <laughs> I taste a lot of things. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but also like, no, I think like that, that was a, that's a memory that I'll always remember because like, it was really fun to like, hightail it out of a chicken store with $100 of the chicken on my lap that nobody was going to call us on. And no one's gonna say, "Hey, stop those wheelchair kids!" Like, what are they? Like, who's gonna say that? So, yeah. No one wants to be that guy. I mean, but seriously, if a person in a wheelchair is doing something problematic, it's okay to stop. <laughs> it's okay. Um, all right. Well, let's move into the weird line of questioning that I have for you about about. I'm ready. The show today, and so the theme of the show is Jay Austin. You are a porn performer, a go-go dancer, a chef. And my first question, that's kind of a blanky question about this, what would happen to you, what do you think would happen to you if you woke up tomorrow and you let me pick a disability out of a hat, let's say you had what I have, cerebral palsy. Let's say you had cerebral palsy tomorrow and you needed a wheelchair to get around. How do you think your, and we're not even, we're not even getting to the sexy stuff yet, just your day-to-day, -day, how would that change? Just my day to day. I mean, I couldn't leave my apartment because I'd have to go up and down stairs first and foremost. And like, <clears throat> I, I, on, it's hard to imagine what my day would look like. What I would it, need help. What is your day right now like? My day right now is hop out of bed and make myself breakfast. Fuck you, hop out of bed. <laughs> hop, hop out of bed. I chose that word specifically. <laughs> Fuck. And then you. I. This is gonna sound awful, but then I go for a several mile run. Ew. I know. You're one of those people. I'm one of those people. I'd probably take like a gross shirtless selfie, like sweaty selfie at the top me, of a mountain. You sent me one the other day and I was like, you're disgusting, but I'm here for this. I know, but I also felt, I felt bad sending you a, a picture of me running on a mountain. Like, I hope you cried about it <laughs> and I hope you feel very bad about yourself. I didn't. I just put my phone back in my pocket and ran down. <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to go to the gym or or ac exercise the way I do. I wouldn't be able to like post those like thirsty ad pics, you know, like. Well, but what if you were a wheelchair user who worked out? You could. I, I guess I could. I guess right now I'm thinking about my first day being disabled, how I would, would cope with that. I would need help. I'd need to call someone to, to come and help me. Do you think your hot porn brethren would come up and like assist you? There's, Probably only one person in the adult industry that I could count on to come and help me, and that's Daddy Dressler. Shit, porn stars. Yeah, that's. There's not a lot of compassion there, I think. Whoa, the tea <laughs> was just spilled. <laughs> no, what that's is... not true. There's, there's, there's a couple other people that that would be there for me. It's true. Nice cover, though. <laughs> um, so okay, you get up, you take a 
ridiculously stupid running selfie. Uh huh. In Running Canyon, not Running Canyon. Not Running. I'm not. I'm not WeHo. I'm in Palm Springs I, I, now. I'm Canadian, so I don't know what the fuck that any of those are. But um, yes, I do. But I'm from Toronto, so yeah. But okay, so you'd you'd run, you'd do that, and then yeah. what's the hell? And then um, you know, either shoot or edit some sort of gay porn content. You can do with that. Like, that's doable. I, that's still doable. I could still do that. It would be much more difficult, like having to operate a camera and 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 set it up, and then and also find people to perform with, and like. I don't even know. I don't even. It's so hard to imagine. I couldn't. You know, my ukulele is my one of my favorite things in the world to do. Yeah, sorry that I have spastic hands. As we can all, I'm gonna just do this and hope you can see me doing it. My hands are super spastic, so I I could never play the ukulele. Like, yeah, we're that hang, would break my heart. We're hanging out later, and you're gonna have to serenade me because I'm fucking. I can't do it. Oh, I totally will. But you can still sing. You don't want to. Nobody wants that. Oh, we're recording it. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants that. Um, it's okay. So you do the ukulele. Well, you can't. You couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. And you couldn't shower. You could not. You couldn't shower yourself. You need somebody for that. No, because I yeah, my shower is a tub, and like I'd have to step into it, which I couldn't do. And then realistically, you need somebody to wipe your ass. So like correct. I would need full time and care. When you think about that, when you think about like the gravity of that. What is the, what is your first thought? I I mean just I think I would feel very helpless and and it would sort of ruin my sense of independence and like my ability to do things for myself and I think it would be really really hard to deal with like almost impossible you know yeah it it makes I mean it's a it's a tough thought experiment to do but I think it's worthwhile oh this is but it's funny because everyone that I've interviewed and posed that question to, they all come up with the same answer. Like, uh, but, uh, I guess it would be because I'm looking at them either on the computer or now in your eyeballs. And it's so like people don't want to be offensive and they, and they know that I'm proudly disabled. So they're like trying to tell me and communicate that it's awkward. But they're like, I want, don't want to say that it's a bad thing, but I'm terrified of it. So like when you think of that fear of like that loss, what does that bring up for you? I mean, like, I don't want to think about. It. I don't want to want to put myself in that in that position just because it's horrifying to think about. And but also, I don't want to make it seem like your situation is so desperate and so like. Okay, well, let's review. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, by the time this comes out, it'll be weeks ago. But yesterday, I was trapped in my bed by an attendant that wouldn't give me up. So yeah, there are moments where being disabled is horrifying for sure. Um, and so like when you use that word, I was like, oh, I have an example for that. So like there are moments where lack of access is definitely horrible. And so I, I can see why every single time I pose this question to a disabled, to a, sorry, to a non-disabled gay person in the series, they've said the same thing. Like it would be a bummer. It would be horrible. It would be really weird. I'm not sure yeah. how I feel about it. Like they get uncomfortable. And I think that uncomfortableness is important because it sheds light on that it's, even though you're sitting here and you flew here for this and we're hanging out, like, there are parts of that that are still uncomfortable for you. And that's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what it is. Yeah. I, I, can, I can own that. That's fine. Awesome. Um, okay. We, we, I mean, we haven't even talked about how it would affect the gay part of my life. This is just, like, day-to-day stuff. This is just, like... Oh, no, we're getting there. Don't oh, worry. God. It's coming. Um, 
It's coming. C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't... I couldn't, I couldn't go to work at the restaurant either because I just wouldn't be able to access, you know, anything. You couldn't empty a like, fryer. I couldn't. Well, I would certainly hope you wouldn't be a fryer because then, I mean, <laughs> fuck. Don't <laughs> do that. Uh, no, but it, <laughs> it would change, definitely change your day-to-day and it would change, like, what, so what else do you do in your day? You play the uke, you cook. I cook, I, you know, shoot porn, which... Again, would be difficult to do. I edit porn. I you you know model stuff. Like all of a sudden, I think all of my. I would love to see you. Okay, let's go there for a minute. I would love to see you. I would love to see a gay disabled person in a wheelchair modeling like a jockstrap because right. It's first of all, it's hilarious because most jockstraps are to show your ass. And if you're sitting down, <laughs> if you're sitting down, like what's the point of a jockstrap? What's the point of all that? So like I'd love to see, we should, we're hanging out later, we should do that. We should put me in the jock and be like, what? This is ridiculous. But no, what I'm saying is like, to, to show that like this is not, this was not made for a disabled person. Mm-mm. And I, I don't think most, most products that are marketed to gay guys are I don't think no, anyone even pays any thought to that. They're really not. Yeah. Which is why, shameless plug, I'm creating the first line of sex toys for people with disabilities, and we're doing a fundraiser right now where we're trying to raise our last $3,000 to get the research started. So everyone in the room, at the end of this, I'm going to hand out cards and give us money if you have it, or tell your friends who have money, or post it on the socials. Thanks. That was not sponsored. It was sponsored by me. I made it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that brings up another thing that I do often is masturbate. And that would change, too. Like, what if I couldn't get myself off? Story of my life. <laughs> yep. I would have to... Sort of why I flew you in. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I would have to, like, hire a sex worker in order to do that. Yeah. Or hope or... that my boyfriend stayed with me. <laughs> Do you, do you have any like worries about that? That if you were to say your boyfriend would leave you? Ooh. I mean, again, it's not something that I have spent any time thinking about, but it's the first thing I think about when I go on a date. Is this person going to stick around for date two or three? Yeah, because I don't date anymore because men are trash. But <laughs> I God, I don't, I don't know. I don't also want to assume Put one that way or the world. other. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Yeah. He better. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. Because um, there's more to me than my body and my abilities and my ukulele playing and my cooking, I think. Okay. <laughs> what are those things? Oh, God. I guess all... All I mean, the above? Plus <laughs> extra? Plus, plus some more. My wit and my... Really, though? <laughs> I mean... I. I don't know. Again, it... when I posed that question to you, it's so hard. Like two months ago, when I brought it up, like what was your when you when I said like, hey, you want to do this? What did you what did you first think? Did you want it? Were you like yes, or were you like mm, oh, okay. as far as wanting to talk about it? Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm definitely like willing and open to talk about it. It's not a necessarily comfortable conversation to have. Yeah, that's what I want to also get to. Also like, live. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey. Um, that's what I want to get to. Like, what is that uncomfortableness? When you think about how, how 
it making you uncomfortable feels like what is that can you describe that feeling i think what i'm feeling is i'm sitting across from you not in a wheelchair and just doing this as a thought experiment and at the end of this podcast i'm going to you know get up and and walk away and like that fuck you i got that I, yeah. i'm sorry it's not I, I, don't, I don't i don't mean to be rude or and it's just it seems i don't know Right. It seems like no one could ever empathize in the way that they would need to. Like, there's no way I can put myself in your shoes. And you know what? It's funny about that. People say, like, oh, just sit in a wheelchair for a day. Like, do a simulation experiment. I'm always like, no, that isn't what this is. Like, don't do that. When a disabled person... And that's why I really enjoy our conversation and the way we have kind of been getting to know each other. Because you openly admitted after we had a big discussion about not sending dick pics... um, <laughs> we, had, we talked about like how you don't know stuff and how you are learning and I think there's something really important about saying and meeting somebody where they're at and not expecting every single non-disabled gay person to just know what ableism is or to understand it so what I appreciate about you being here today and just our friendship overall is that like you get that it's a learning process and you're learning as we go and there's, that's, there's something valuable in that yeah and I'll, I'll make mistakes and I'll say wrong things and uncomfortable things and and I'd appreciate you correcting me. I will. <laughs> slash I might leave no. I will. I will. Um so how would this how would you becoming disabled tomorrow? Let's say you were a wheelchair user. How would this change your sex? I mean I'm right now I guess as a gay man I identify as a as a versatile bottom and and Noted. Just, <laughs> just, just to throw that out yeah, there. Yeah, got it. And I'm a dumb talk, so we're good. There we go. <laughs> totally mesh. But it's, I, I, my, my sexual identity would be like thrown out the window. I think because that like defines so much of who I am as a performer, first and foremost. Yeah. But also, like, I think a lot of my personal identity comes from it too, because it's as a gay person, the fact that you are interested in other people of the same sex is like such a huge part of who you are. We're defined by it. That's why we're, you know, different than other people is because we're gay or queer or whatever. And then to have, you know, your ability to have sex taken away or change drastically. Yeah. I think it would totally fuck with my my persona, my identity. And so you said you're a versatile bottom. Uh-huh. How do you think your sex would being a versatile bottom would change if you couldn't walk. I don't know. I don't like, know. Could I bottom? Break down. What? Well, uh, you. That you could. I could. But I want to break down. Like, what is? Let's break down. Like, what the? What the? What the? What do I want to say? What is? What are the steps to bottoming right now? Like, uh, not eating for twelve hours beforehand. Cool, can do that. <laughs> Just don't get your attendants to feed you. That's totally, that works. There you go. Yep. Just, they won't bring you food that day. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've got it. Um, and then there is some, like, maybe popping a couple of modium, like, three hours beforehand. Cool. Also a possibility. Can do, because IBS is real. Got it. Yep. Uh, yep. And then, and then douching. And oh, that's going to be a... <laughs> yeah, because, like, there's a lot of moving in between water source and, and drain, that would be that difficult would be a to super do. Super interesting. I don't know how. I, you'd have to get somebody to help you with that. I think I would have to have an attendant. Is that something you can ask an attendant to not do? 
Really? No. Excuse me, attendant. Can you hose out my hose anus, out my anus so, <laughs> so I can get fucked later? Can fuck me later. Thanks so much. Again, not something that I've imagined, but like I also love in the periphery of my eye. I'm watching the interpreters interpret that. <laughs> yeah, I know. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like douching. That would be probably the 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 most difficult part, and like, and then. And then just like access to it, like how do I spread my cheeks? You don't. You don't. You don't. And then I like to ride. I like to ride a dick. So like, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> my brain went to like two places. I was like, I'm visualizing that, but I also have to answer his question. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't. I mean. I know that there are people with paralysis or different disabilities who can ride. I've seen it done. I just don't know how you get into that position like your able-bodied partner would have to yeah do a lot of the work which is problematic because what if you're dating a disabled person what if you're two disabled dudes who want to get down how do you how the fuck do you do that i don't know i think i think you i would have to like redefine my my definition of of sex and intimacy because a lot of those things don't seem like they'd be possible and do you think as a performer if you whoa do you think as a performer if you were to like change your definition do you think that would hurt your brand do you think i think if i didn't bottom anymore it would totally hurt my brand because that is what a lot of my fans look for and that's what they want to see when i even when i top people get angry like they get like upset with me that i would dare not you know take a dick on camera people are really problematic um <laughs> it's porn just be happy it exists god damn it yeah um, i know right so oh. so like yeah how else would your sex change well, I think marketing your sex as a disabled person would be really difficult too, because like, who is Tell your audience? Tell me about there? it. Tell yeah. me about it. Who, who's who's the audience? Like, is this are the same people that? I mean, let's be. They don't love me for me. <laughs> they love you. For <laughs> they your love the image deep. for the body yeah. and like, yeah, the way I look and the way I can and and move and and take a dick. But like, if all of a sudden those things aren't possible. I don't know if they would buy it anymore. I think I'd have to change careers. Well, you could be the hot chef that... No, you couldn't. Fuck. You could I be... know. <laughs> um, you could be... You could consult. You could go to porn sets and be like, well, actually, to make that more accessible, you should do this. But who's... I mean, that's, that comes back to the, like, the, the marketing. What is your audience for? Hi, I'm a freelancer. I made my position out of thin air. You could do it. It's yeah. possible. Mm. Is there enough people to buy it? There, listen, there's porn for everybody out there. There is. It just would take. It would, you wouldn't get the immediate, the immediate response you get right now because white gay men are consuming your shit. White able-bodied gay men are consuming your stuff. Yeah. You. It would take a drop for sure, but it would level out. I think. So I think I would have to do what I do now with with myself, and I would have to fetishize it, which is problematic in a lot of ways because it's not. But also, yes. But also, no, I fetishize myself. That's why I have this show. Part of it, like that's part of the reason why this show is in existence, is because I completely fetishize myself as a queer disabled person. You and I were joking five seconds ago that my nickname is Big Dick Trip. Like, yeah, there's a way to make it comical and okay. If I start the fetishization, it's all right because I'm saying like, for me, and I've said this a number of times on the show, like, this is a part of seeing who I am, and why not play with that? Yeah. I mean, that's something that I do 
already in a way that like I recognize that I am never going to be the buffest or most tan or have the most tattoos. Do, do or, like, people just hear me like suck into my straw there? <laughs> also, don't take away my fucking straws. They're important. Don't take away straws from disabled people. Fuck you, Justin Trudeau, <laughs> no. for banning our straws in two years. Like that's a whole episode. Yeah, on right there. But anyway, yeah. So, so, so I already don't fit all of the the stereotypical gay porn mold. So I already sort of I fetishize my glasses and like I make fun of myself for being different and like sort of highlight that. So I think that would be what I would have to do is be just like take it and run with it and turn it into the brand. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Like and it and it would be okay, but I think it would affect my ability to make money unless unless it's a thing that like people got really into, there's, which I like the idea of. Porn out there. Like we talked about it a few weeks ago. Yeah. You were like just do just do like struggle porn and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's weird." But also, yeah, okay. Like maybe that's a thing. Well, after our first discussion, I kind of thought about the the videos that I've made in the past, and like one of the fetishes I play with a lot is, is bondage and restraints. And then I realized like how what a privileged place it comes from to be able to be tied up and be turned on by it when there's people who are immobile, you know, like yesterday. Yep, got it. Yeah, like yeah, you not like how can I? It makes me feel like a terrible person to like. You are one. Okay, it's thank you. Yep, got Great, it. thank you for the yep, validation. Yep. But it makes me feel like a terrible person to like be bound and be aroused by that, and then to sell that as as a commodity when there's people who don't even have that luxury. But I I do think there would be something really sexy about a disabled porn performer playing with the idea of being bound, and there have been artistic people who have done exactly that, and it's a it's beautiful stuff. Because they're aware of the irony, and that it can also be art. We I, we need to have Daddy Dressler tie you up. I think that would be good. I mean, are you familiar with their work? Say again. Uh, uh, are you familiar with Daddy Dressler's uh, bondage? All of the bondage stuff on my site is is, yeah, is done yeah. by them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we should do that. That's I'm down for that. Yes, please. Okay. Yes. But also, I like the fact I like the idea of the able-bodied performer being. Bound or or restrained. Well, see, or is that too like is that too meta? Well, that just feels in terms of like what's going to happen because if we're looking at a interabled like scene, that feels weird to say, but that's the word people are using now. Interabled? Ugh, I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, the, like one one is disabled and one is not. Ooh, that's a little weird. It's, I feel it's problematic, but it's the word. It's like the buzzword of the hour around disability, so I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, it's I have issues with it. But yeah, if one partner is disabled and one is not, and then you, you tie up the non-disabled partner, mm. what is the disabled what partner? What is the rest of the thing? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a full... A full no, bind. but like it just feels like, cool, is, is the porn and then watching them... Yeah, like, what is <laughs> it? Is it's it watching over. them like, cool, you're tied up. Well, I, I mean, one of one of the the products that I sell is a struggle clip, and there's no nudity, there's no penetration, there's no sex at all. It's literally just me struggling against restraints, and people really like it. Like, there's a huge there's a huge market for that. So, like, that's a possibility. You like, could it's totally not, do it. I'm, we could totally do you it. Could it. Totally. It you, would it would just be both of us struggling. I mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it would just be us laughing for an hour. Trying to get I know we're, we're never going to be able to we do this can't without laughing. Ever do? We can't ever do. We can never be like serious, like suck my dick porn stars because we just fall apart laughing, <laughs> which would be great. Um, how yeah. do you how do you think that your the community would respond if you tomorrow said I'm disabled or I'm a the, the porn or, community? No, what? Yes, or the gay community? Both. I think there would be a very public demonstration of support in the way that that sort of happens on social media these days. People like, like oh, to wow, like Jay, like oh yeah, we're here for you. Yeah, exactly. People like to seem seem available and seem interested in like caring and stuff like that. But I think the actual level of of support would be would be way less. Like I yeah. think it'd be hard to find people to perform with, and like both because. You know, it might be a turnoff for some people, and also better fucking not be. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But also, I know, and we've talked about performing before, and like I've expressed that my some of my hesitations about that is I don't want to ever appear exploitative. Are we? Are we? Are we going to that place right now? I mean, we're still talking about it. Yeah. I mean, okay, no, are we do. Are we like? Would you guys? Right now? Would you guys subscribe to OnlyFans.com/slash Andrew Gerza? Slash Big Dick Crip. Slash, wait, I don't know what it's called yet. <laughs> Bueller? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> I you? mean, it's, 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 the way that I see it is, if someone were will, if I became disabled, and then someone were to, willing to perform with me, they would be worried about it coming off as exploitative, which I can empathize with. I get that, but I also think at some point you have to let that go, because... You could totally exploit somebody, but at the same time, the only way you get visibility in this community is doing something radical, which is why when I take a photo with my, with my <laughs> clothes off, or I do a shoot, or I do, like, I put big dick crib on the internet, people are, like, shocked. And it's like, no, I don't want you to be shocked. I'm just trying to show you that I'm part of this community, too. I'm trying to normalize it. And if I want to be slutty just like you, I can do that. Me being a disabled performer doesn't have to be, it doesn't always have to be a political act. Mm. It just because like today I want to be a slut and I want to take five loads and I want to do that like it, it's okay to have it be that that sort of imp empowered slut sort I of mean, yeah, yeah yeah I get that I think I don't I know I don't actually I don't know for a fact but I know that finding studio work would be really difficult I mean like I struggle with right now I, I get psoriasis I have mutate psoriasis and I'll get flare ups. And I'll be covered in red spots. Me too. Hey, what up? What up, Soraya sister? Yeah. But that alone, literally just like blemishes on my skin prevent me from getting commercial work. Like... Do they have like foundation shit for that? They don't do makeup on porn sets anymore. I That's mean, like a thing of the past. You have to come up, show... Can you say it's an access need? I didn't know. You cannot say it's an access need. Why? You, like the, the whole... Why? If if psoriasis is your disability, because and I, we've talked about this yeah. before, you and I personally, and you've shown me photos of like you're in excruciating pain with your psoriasis. Why can't and that's a skin condition which could be a disability. Yeah, I guess. I mean, isn't I mean isn't all casting for porn like completely exclusionary and oh, like it's bonkers and ridiculous? But what I'm saying is like, wouldn't it be awesome if somebody started, i.e., you started being like, hey, this is a real thing for me in my rider before you book me I'm going to need you to know that I need to have foundation because my psoriasis really hurts and it affects my day to day like yeah I know it sounds it sounds trivial because we're talking about psoriasis but I but again you and I've talked about yeah 
And I remember when we first started talking, I kept saying to you, like, no, you are disabled, and it's hindering your day-to-day, -day, and if you feel comfortable saying you're disabled, say that. And you were like, I remember we spent like a good month of me being like, no, you're disabled, and you were like, no, I'm not, fuck you. <laughs> like, and so I think you are, and I think there's something really cool about you being in the industry you are, and having the level of ability and reach you have, even just doing like your like OnlyFans shit, the reach you have in, in what you do, to come out and say like, hi, my name is Jay Austin, I'm a disabled porn star. Like there's something powerful in that because there's not, oh, there's not enough of us out there. Yeah. How, I mean, but how much power does it have if all of a sudden me saying that ends my career? Like, and like that is my platform for the most part. And if all of a sudden like I can't book work and nobody's watching me, then I've like thrown it away for... Well, but, I mean, the people are dicks. The principal people are dicks. That's the thing. But also, like, there are there are disabled YouTubers who come out with disabilities and do whole videos about. It. And now I got diagnosed with EDS, or now I have this, mm. or now I have this, and you know, their their fan things spike because they've gotten to know your personality. Yeah. And like, just because you have psoriasis, or in my case, just because I'm a wheelchair user, doesn't mean I don't have a big dick. Yeah. And doesn't mean I can't waggle it around if I want to. Yeah. I mean, look at Ron Jeremy. That's all he had was a big I mean, dick. I have so much more than just a big dick. <laughs> Let's I'm, be clear. I'm adorable. I'm the best. Hire me. Um, but no, but what I'm saying is like, you, that could be a, a, a selling point and you could do a video on OnlyFans and I was saying to you, to, this to you in the car where you like, come out on your OnlyFans in a five minute video where you're not stroking your dick or fucking a dude. Mm. You just say, hi, I'm Jay Austin. You know me from the... I want to tell you that I have this. Like, there's something that would that would change the game because then maybe other porn stars would follow suit. Yeah, I I hear that, and I, I I like to think that I'd be brave enough to do that. But I think at the back of my head, like I I'm really I mean my only fans on my fan pages pay my bills right now, and I I'm terrified of the fact that I would lose that financial support and I wouldn't be able to support myself. Disabled people have have money. And disabled people want to put their money down to things. Mm -hmm. This is what you're forgetting. We have buying power that no one is. And a lot of us are, are housebound and homebound because of access needs. So if I want to get off, mm -hmm. I go on to my favorite porn star site and I watch them for half an hour. And, and I think for somebody watching that to know that they, you, well, it's not maybe as visible as some disabilities or is as noticeable, you could still garner a following with a whole different community that you're not doing it right now. I mean, maybe. The, I mean, let's, let's, let's do an experiment. I will agree to do a coming out as a, as a Soraya sister post on my OnlyFans, and then we'll track my, my fan. As a, I like Soraya sister so much. <laughs> yeah. That might be the name We're, of this episode right now. <laughs> but, I mean, I would be happy to like, do a post like that and then, and then track it and see if I lose fans based, based on that. Ooh. Whoa. It is after Hello? dark. Disability after dark, no lighting. Hey, what up? Uh, I think, I mean... The lights just went out. Anybody listening is like, what the fuck is happening? And then when I lose half my followers, I'll be like, see, I told you so. Now give me $1,000 because I can't pay my rent. Cool, I'll just get my disability. Yeah, of course, we can pause for a second. You know where We're just pausing because the interpreter doesn't have enough light because the ghost is here. Um, do, 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 do. 
do 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 do. <laughs> Wish I had my uke. Dude, we should have stopped by my house. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving all this part in because it's raw, real oh, content. Thank you. Lights are back on. So yeah, I would. I like that experiment. I like that idea. I think. I think that the more because because. And we talked about this earlier in the car. There are a lot of porn stars also who struggle with addiction and who struggle with mental health stuff. And I think somebody needs to lead the charge and say, like, and I'm not, like, nudging you to do it, but I kind of am because, like, there's a power in that. And I'm also trying to say to you in the nicest, loveliest way that being disabled is not a bad thing. And, like I said, disabled people have buying power. A lot of us have insurance settlements from accidents from assholes who hit us with their cars so we have money to spend mm -hmm. and sometimes you want to spend money on good dick videos and so like i'm just i'm just saying what what if it goes the other way then and i become like some weird czar of disabled porn and like become like that creepy exploitative i mean you're you know disabled I mean, porn studio director we talked about you having a disabled porn we we talked a few months ago about you and I starting a disabled porn production company together. Mm. That was a great idea. Like, because, you know, really, and the wider discussion of this is that it's opening doors that, that are not open right now. Yeah. In queer male porn, as I've said a number of times on the show, it's particularly you're seeing white, able-bodied, muscular gay men fuck each other, which yeah. is great, and I'm all for that. Great. But this allows for a different audience to, and a, a different message to be sent. I, I think... Also, that that sort of aesthetic is is changing too now with like OnlyFans and Just for Fans that sort of self-published stuff. People aren't necessarily looking. I, I I know for me, a lot of the content that people respond to most are not the beautiful, polished, like really pretty looking stuff. It's when I'm like, you know, fucking someone who looks like a normal person, and ding ding. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's helpful because then then you know the customer can put themselves in the situation. You know, when it's too like. Adonis says, I can't even relate to a lot of those scenes because I don't see myself as that. But like, have you seen his Instagram? The answer <laughs> is he needs to shut his dirty mouth. Um, <laughs> no, but I get that. But also like this would. Oh, and what I love about OnlyFans, too, is that it, it, it would allow. And I've seen disabled performers on OnlyFans like jerk off and do like that kind of stuff. So it would just change the game because you have a name where if you said I'm disabled, it would open up doors, it would close doors too, of course. Yeah. But I just think it's it, it's an important step that we haven't seen enough of yet. I think I'd, I'm a little like hesitant to, to say that because I don't want to own something that maybe other people with disabilities don't think I can own. Like if I say I am disabled because I have psoriasis or because I struggle with, you know, substance abuse, like... I think a lot of people don't maybe see those as real disabilities. Well, those people suck. Those are real disabilities. They're called invisible or they're called mental health issues. And I think the more and more people talk about disabilities and sexuality, no matter what they are. I mean, I'm a wheelchair user, but I also live with depression. Mm. So that, and I also live with psoriasis and I live with IBS. And, I like, so, and I'm becoming more vocal talking about those other disabilities than just me being a wheelchair user. What if, what if the conversation turned to everybody's disabled. Like, nobody is completely abled. Is that too it's inclusive? That's a great question, because people have posed that to me before. People have said, like, oh, everyone's disabled, and I'm always struck with, like, I kind of get where you're coming from, but I'm also really concerned with how you said that mm -hmm. and why you brought it up right now. 
because it's not it's not a reason to just excuse all of it then it's just i just think that if you in your heart feel disabled as a source of both empowerment and as something that fucks up your day and you need to use that language to get something for yourself why the fuck not yeah like i we we joked a little bit ago about like i use disability to get the fuck out of a lot of things free chicken yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I guess I, there are days where like, you know, my anxiety or or my psoriasis make me want to not leave the house and like not get out of bed and like prevent me from doing my job. And yeah, I guess at, the, at those points I do feel disabled and am. Cool. Wait a minute. Hang on. Let's <laughs> back up for a minute. Did you just, wait, hang on, hold on. Did you just officially come out as disabled? Right yeah, I, I, I am disabled. All right. I'm a disabled porn star. Oh yeah. What I mean. So in a in a market research sort of standpoint, what do you look for in a porn? As as a disabled person, do you search out porn with disabled people? Shamefully, no, no. Because what I have been fed, just like everybody else, is white able-bodied gay men who look like Adonises, yeah, fucking each other. So no, um, I should, but I don't. Yeah, because. I, a lot of those porns are also not readily accessible. You can't just go on a site and say, I want to look for this. They're hidden in like sites that nobody knows about or goes to, so it takes a while to get there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe after this, we should like go to Pornhub and like type that in and see. We're, yeah, I'm okay with this. Yeah. 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 This will be a fun, it'll be a fun We can watch this porn together. Yay. That's how, that's how every gay friendship should start. <laughs> we just watch porn together. We should critique the porn together. Ooh. Oh, that's not I don't it. like critics. It's so funny because you and I talked a few months ago and I said I wanted to have you on the show to do, to, to review a porn with me and how to make the, whatever porn we ended up watching, how to make the porn accessible together. So that we should, we should do that. I'm, I'm into that. It sounds like fun. It would just be fun. Um, you asked me this question before we hit record again and I had, came with a really good answer and then there was a follow-up to that question that I forget. What it is? He said, "What do you look for in porn?" Uh huh. And then, and then, oh, what's your favorite porn of mine? I don't watch your porn. <laughs> I can't watch your porn. It's like watching. You're like, no, no. You not even from like a like a creative. I have you in front of me right now. I don't need to watch your porn. It's no. You you said to me when I got off the plane that I don't look like Jay Austin right now. Well, no, because you don't look like you didn't look like you, you came. First of all, you came so fucking Californian, it's disgusting. You came, <laughs> you came in with like a beanie and like your tank top, like yo, what up? And I was like, oh god, with your like duffel bag. I'm like, I'm just doing a flight. So California, a Canadian would have like would have like a roll a roll in carry on thing mm. with like briefcases and everything would be set up. You're just like, hey. What up? I'm off the plane. I was like, fuck you. So, so, no, you didn't look like Jay Austin. Also, you weren't posed in your, like, Jay Austin, like, I'm going to have sex right now. Pose. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting to see you, like, just hanging out. And that's why I, like, talking to you on when we, like, Google chat or FaceTime, because, like, you're not, there's no, you're not performing. You're yeah. just there. I think that's actually kind of a good thing to mention in, in in regards to what we talked about earlier is that porn is Who not even knows reality. We talked about earlier, <laughs> like in that porn is fantasy, and it's oftentimes like you know made really pretty and glossy and like 
isn't what real sex is like at well, all. Well, that's why you having psoriasis would make for a really interesting porn because it isn't psoriasis is not pretty and glossy and fun. It's scaly and red and painful and sore. Yeah, it just, but like the thing is, it just looks like an infectious disease, and I don't know unless we like took that and ran with it and made like like measles porn. I mean, <laughs> like, didn't, didn't Justin Timberlake's wife just come out as an anti-vaxxer like yesterday? Ooh. So, so we so. could bring measles back together. We're bringing measles back. Yeah, there, there. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, so problematic. We're just really this whole episode is just going to be really weird. So if you're listening and you've turned us off, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, where, where, where are we going? With I this? don't know. So I've imagined my life as a gay porn performer. I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't go go dance anymore. You could too. It just would mean you couldn't dance on a box. On a box, physically, which isn't doesn't that sort of define no, go going? No, it doesn't. Go go dancing is that weird, like two step dance where you don't move your body. Like, I've seen people go go dance. You all look fucking ridiculous anyway. Oh no, I am a good dancer. <laughs> Show me later, because <laughs> I don't believe you. How would I give people lap dances if I was in a wheelchair? They would sit in your lap. It would be like a reverse lap. Yes, yeah. I would be the lap. Yeah, pretty much. And, that's and people would pay me? Yeah. $20, yeah. $20 to sit in my lap? I mean, to sit in a porn fair's lap, yeah. yes. Okay. I would pay you. I will pay you after, the, after we record this. All right, so I can still go go dance. Yeah. I can still differently. give slash receive lap dances. You can give slash receive a lot of things. I think what you said about no, being disabled just, is not... not good. I'm just going to gloss that one <laughs> over. What you said about being disabled is not a bad thing is, again, also a good point because I know I uh, associate a negative to it. Yeah, you know? you, the first thing you said when I asked you was, like, oh, that's, that's horrible. I can't imagine that. Yeah. And it's, there's something wrong with that sentiment because a lot of people have it, but it's sad that that's the first. And like I said, everyone, every single person I posed this question to has come up with the same, a very similar, like, oh, it's the worst thing ever. And I'm sitting there like, hey, but I'm here. Mm. I'm doing it. And yeah, there are days where it sucks. And there are days where... I think, the, I think the sentiment that they're probably expressing is that having what we have taken away would be horrible. And I think it, that'd be hard to argue with. Yeah, that, yeah. But that also makes you think about your own privilege. Like, oh, yeah. So speaking of privilege, what, what has this conversation made you think about privilege privilege wise yeah i mean i am a cis white man so i come from a really high place of privilege already like got it yeah yeah like and i do think about that a lot it, it, because a lot of the people in my circle are not that and don't come from that same place so that's always been sort of a in my head but i i think of the way that being disabled would affect my privilege I think it comes back to the the career and my privilege of being able to make money off of my body as it is. But I make money off my body, not the same way that you do. But I do. But I do. In what way? Well, talking about the podcast, talking about sucking dick. Got it. About, okay. Like in a different sort of way. Not as directly as you do. Mm-hmm. But but you took you know your I, disability and turned it into a career. Yeah. Yeah. So it is possible. And like I said, you could be the first. We had the, you know, the first, one of the first Tony Withers in a wheelchair the other day. Yeah. Why couldn't you be, 
one of the, you know, you're definitely not the first, but one community, one of several porn stars with disabilities out there. Mm. And I, I think for the community that you kind of reside in, white, cis, able-bodied land, um, that it would change the game. Uh, do you have any other fears or worries or trepidations about disability generally? I mean, I think finding love and holding on to that person. Love is gross. <laughs> for, the, for the record, love is really gross. Love is the grossest. I mean, that makes me that makes me anxious and makes me worried and like, or you know, I already worry about you know having someone to take care of me when I'm older and like am not as able as I am right now. And that like, let's go there for a minute. What is so when you think about that? Because you are going to get older. P.S. Yeah, it's happening right now. Um, what so what? <laughs> Yeah, you don't have crows for your back. Um, <laughs> what do you think about, like, what kind of care are you scared of? I, I, I would, I never want to have to ask anyone for anything. That's, that's part of my persona as it is, like, already. And I think to The irony a, is, in the, the hour and a half you and I have been in the studio, I've asked you for, like, seven things and didn't even bat an eye. I asked you to help me put a sweater on. I asked you to help me get water. I, like, and I think you would just see that as something that's part of your day-to-day. -day. Like, I don't have a choice but to ask. Mm. I hear what you're saying. I would love to have a moment where I didn't have to ask. Mm. But it's so rote in my experience as a disabled person that I don't even think about it. Like, I said, hey, Jay, grab me some water. And didn't even, didn't even like, wasn't like, oh, hey, would you, oh, do you mind? Hey, give mm. me that water. Because it's just a part of your day-to-day. -day and I think you would discover, and you will discover as you get older, that asking for help is a form of independence that we don't look at as a form of independence. We That's think of independence as getting up and walking around and going, going, going around Palm Springs and running with our shirts off and being a fucking douchebag. <laughs> yeah, I didn't forget, and I have the picture to prove it. Fuck you. Um, but like, independence is also saying, like, I need help with this. Please help me. That's, a, a That's like a really good lesson in general. The more you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The asking for help is not a bad thing, and it's it really is not. an independent action like that a lot. And I also think that would change your porn, too. You'd have to ask the other performer you're working with, like, hey, can you move my hip this way? Hey, can you put my cock this way? Hey, can you, like, can you move my ass cheeks out so you can fuck me, please? Like, yeah, it would be a different conversation, but it's what you have to it do. It would be a very different, like, end product, too, because, like I said, like, all of porn, or most of porn right now is so fake and constructed and yeah. lit and like overproduced that that stuff you don't show that even when able-bodied performers do it right. like you you don't even show able-bodied performers taking off their pants because it looks awkward like, yeah and you've done hilarious outtakes with performers you work with where like you like and i've seen them where like you will laugh in each other's buttholes and it's hilarious <laughs> like and so but i think you're talking about the teddy bear one yeah right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think like disability would allow for porn to be long-form porn almost like having to have those questions as part of the scene and have that consent sort of built in and it's because mostly what we're seeing in queer male porn is like i'm going to do the action you already know what i'm doing it's already blocked it's already figured out we're not going to speak mm -hmm. this would change all that and there's some there's a power in that i, I mean I, I like the idea of that because it would be closer to reality and like would also inform because i know 
porn informs the way a lot of people have sex and what they think is good sex. And so if you could change that conversation and make that... Well, that's why Andrew wants to do OnlyFans, because... And not just because I want to sleep with you, but also because... <laughs> also because, like, I think that to change the... It's a conversation changer. It's, it's starting something that... Or not starting, but continuing a conversation that is so silenced and so um, mute in our community that um, these images of disabled queer people saying, move my legs this way, move my body this way, help me with this, would show that asking for help doesn't make you weak, doesn't make you a sissy unless that's how you identify, doesn't make you less than, doesn't make you any of that. It just says, here's another avenue for me to get my, to get my rocks off with you. Please help me do that. Yeah. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, how would a scene with you and I, where you asked me to, like, move you in, in a certain way, be any different than a scene with, like, a dom and a sub, and the sub is, is bound or restrained? Like, there's literally no difference at all. Yeah. And it, you, I think when you watch a, a porn with a dom and sub situation, and you see those sweet, tender moments where it's, like, move you around or, like, wipe the cum off your face in a very sweet way, could still translate yeah. in, in that. I'm just visual. I was visualizing all those things <laughs> happening to me in my head there for a minute. Yeah, no, it totally could. I, and I think that disability, having that, that conversation on camera is, would be groundbreaking because we don't see that. And it wouldn't, need, it wouldn't be an outtake. It wouldn't be like, oh, special. Oh, we giggled. It would be the, that would be the scene. Mm. And there's, I don't know, I just think that's hot. Because I'm a dork. Like when, I, when I work with sex workers and I have my sessions... Most of it is us laughing at each other, being ridiculous. So why not film that? Mm. Why did it have to be like, fuck yeah, take my dick? Like, that's not, like, yeah, that's hot too. But it's so formulaic, it's kind of boring. Mm. Like, why can't it be, fuck yeah, take my disabled dick? Why can't it be that? Whoa. <laughs> I can't wait to write a script for this. I mean, I'm so ready. <laughs> fuck yeah, take my disabled dick. Scene one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does anyone have the time? Yeah, we're just rambling. Oh, it's been... Cool, we have like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, we were talking about asking the audience if they had any questions for us now. Bueller? Hello? <laughs> well, let's see, I'm trying to think of another question that I could pose to you. Well... So one of the things we had talked about was I when I collaborate with other people with OnlyFans or fan pages, or no, when I record content outside of a studio, I require the other person to have an OnlyFans or fan page because then they are going to post the content that we create too, yeah. which in my head absolves me of that sort of like exploitative what thing. What is your religious background? Uh, guilty German yeah, Catholic. That's what I was just waiting for like <laughs> some kind of. I was like something in there is full of guilt. I was so yeah. scared. <laughs> yeah, no, I already feel like I've done something horribly wrong. Don't worry. Wow, then then later is gonna be super fun for you. <laughs> oh my god, repent. Yeah. <laughs> I well because well but though like if you were to post it and when I were to post I, it too, yeah. when you post it, when we post Take uh, My Disabled Dick yeah, 1, right, dick, scene 1, scene one, uh, part 2, uh, then, you know, the, the world can see that I did not force you to do anything you didn't want to do, you know, we 
I wasn't gaining from it monetarily in the way that you're not, because hopefully the goal is to make you money off of it, obviously. But you would be gaining, and that's not a, I don't see a problem in that. Why? Is it a problem? It's it, only a problem if only one person yeah, no, no, gains gonna from it. Yeah, no, no, I'm going to get my fucking cut. Don't worry about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I know, I'm going to get my money. But, like, I don't think that there's a problem with disabled dollars being put towards this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the first few people that do it and the few people that have done it, I can't think of their names right now, but they're out there on the OnlyFans. I've seen them. They do jerk-off shows in their wheelchairs and they do scenes with other people. It's out there. But in this particular community, it's not out there enough. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, I guess it's... I guess... I guess we're done? I, I, I'm... I'm tired. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm happy with this. I've talked for an hour and a half, and I don't know what the fuck I said for the whole time. But but I think there was some good stuff in there. I think yeah, it won't be edited, so it'll just be rambly like this. But um, if you listen this far, thanks, uh, Jay Austin. How do how do people get a hold of you? Oh, uh, I'm really easy to find on Instagram and Twitter at at J A Y X Austin, J like the bird. X like the letter and Austin like the city. <laughs> um, but you can also go to jaustin.triplex and you can find all my content there. Cool. And you can follow my work at the Andrew Gerza on Twitter. Follow my website, www.andrewgerza.com. Download this podcast every week, every Saturday at 2 p.m. Um, support the show financially by giving $1 a month to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark to keep the show going and so I can do do more cool live things like this and have other sexy porn stars flown in to be nervous about disability for an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> this was really fun and this is a new thing I've done and this was scared the shit out of me, but thank you all for coming. And uh, thanks again to Glad Day and Pride Toronto and yeah, thank you. Thank you. Wow, that was my very first live show, and I loved every second of it. What I liked about that show was it was a really small gathering. There was like maybe 10, 12 people there. It was super nice. It wasn't huge, which I liked because I was scared the whole time doing it. So it was nice to be able to um, just sit with a group of people and have an intimate moment together. We all got comfy, cozy, and crippled together during that space and it made me realize that I want to do more live shows with Disability After Dark. I want to bring these conversations around disability and the podcast to you and to I want to like book venues and start making this a real part of what Disability After Dark is all about. So if you're listening and you want me to do a live show in your city, I am totally self-managed and self-funded and there's nobody to go to except me. So if you want to have me come out and we can find a way to have me do a live show. Let's figure that out. I would love to bring Disability After Dark to you and shine a bright light on, on disability, sexuality, and everything in between. I also need to thank Jay Austin for coming out and for being willing to be so vulnerable and to share his ideas about what it would mean for him to become disabled. I need to thank Glad Day Books for asking me to do it. And I need to thank uh, Pride Toronto for helping to fund 
such an amazing opportunity for me as a podcaster. It means the world. Um, this was great, and I really hope you enjoyed the first live show, and I hope there are more to come. Thanks for listening, and we'll I'll be back soon. Here's the outro, and talk to you later. Bye! Alright, friends, that's another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza, and thank you so much for listening and helping the show go. I really appreciate that you all listen and that you come back every week, and I love doing it, and I love shining a bright light on these topics, so thank you. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.andrewgerza.com where you'll find my writings, some cool videos I've been in, and you'll see where I've been talking, where I've been doing talks, and if you want to hire me to talk, you can do so there as well. If you want to follow me on the social media, you can put in all my handles on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook at TheAndrewGerza. If you want to follow the podcast specifically, you can follow us on Twitter at DisAftDarkPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disability After Dark. This show is a completely independent production. I literally record the show here in my bedroom in Toronto, and that's awesome. So if you want to support this fully independent program, you can head over to Patreon.com slash Disability After Dark, and you can pledge $1 a month to get the show early and get really cool perks like that, and I, I will give you a shout-out on the air, and thank you for your support. It would be super awesome if you could also leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast so that this show all about sexuality and disability, something we don't talk about enough, can get more traction and more people can hear about the show. Lastly, if you want to be a part of Disability After Dark, you can submit your suggestions, story ideas, or your minisodes to our email inbox disabilityafterdark at gmail.com Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time right here on the program Shining a Bright Light on Sex and Disability, Disability After Dark. New episodes of Disability After Dark will be available every Thursday on your favorite podcast app. Also available to Patreon subscribers one day early on every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Cripple Content Creations, with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2019